Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Charge! Hey, how's it going? Your host, Jamie Rodriguez, here because it's J-Rod Concerts, the podcast time. That's exactly what time it is. And how is everyone out there in the interwebs doing? Super, super happy to bring you a couple of funkadelic rock and rollers to today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. You may be familiar with uh, Soul, an R&B giant, St. Paul and the Broken Bones from Alabama, guys. And two of their members, we um, we connected with them during the uh, Lost Art Music Festival in Atlanta earlier this summer, which, by the way, movie coming really soon. We made a movie about it. And we connected with Jesse Phillips, co-founding bassist, and the drummer, Kevin Leon. Just outstanding, salt-of-the-earth kind of guys. Uh, they made us laugh. They told us some great stories for the documentary. And we said, hey, love to have you guys on the show. So here we are, guys, having them over to you with some incredible stories. Because St. Paul and the Broken Bones, since they're... Um, since they joined in 2012 officially, it's been one of the most impressive ensembles that you can see live. Critically acclaimed, everyone loves them, you should see them live. So we chat about them, we chat about um, you know Jesse's influences growing up in British Columbia. We talked about, we talk about Kevin Leon joining the band later, how he fit in, and how he had to uh, training wheels off in a second and started touring the world with them. Just a really great chat with them. Kevin just got married, so muscle tough to him and to his uh, new wife. And uh, just great stories, great episode with Kevin Leon and Jesse Phillips of St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Uh, if you want to find out more about them, more about uh, their shows coming up in 2021 and beyond, check them out at stpaulandthebrokenbones.com. And uh, guys, if you're new to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, bienvenute, bienvenidos. We do ask you to please give us a little review, subscribe button. Those little things take 20 seconds and they help a lot with the algorithms. So we, we welcome you to the family. And without further ado, we welcome Kevin Leon and Jesse Phillips of St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Hey, Kev. Hey, what's up, man? How are hey, you? Hey, man. How are you? Good. C can you hear us, Jesse? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. Oh, hey. Hey, Dingus. Hello. Hey. Kevin and Jesse Phillips, thank you for joining, guys. What an honor. What a pleasure. Thanks for having us, man. Absolutely, guys. I mean, so glad to see you guys perform, man, and see you guys here and catch up. And before we get started with anything, Kevin, congratulations on your nuptials there. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. How, how was the ceremony? T tell us a little bit, uh, our audience, a little bit about the location. It looked beautiful and just kind of like the vibe. Uh, it was amazing, man. We got married in Olympic National Park above the clouds uh, on top of a mountain. Uh, and it was just the two of us and a small crew to uh, make, the ceremony make the ceremony happen and document it. It was, it was pretty special, man. Man, that's amazing. So who was the priest? Like who presided over the ceremonies there? Uh, we, we found an efficient 
in um, uh, in Washington named Amber Bartz, who is really, really great. Highly recommend her if you're trying to get married in the in the Washington State area. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And Jesse, you guys with Kevin, I mean, I met, I saw you guys perform and I saw you guys backstage and you guys have such incredible chemistry amongst you too. I mean, it, it just reminds me of people like, I don't know, like Bruce Springsteen and Clarence Clements or Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins, just like buddies, man, like soul brothers. When, like when Kevin came in and, and, and he was that last minute replacement, Jesse, uh, you know, for the sick Camellia tour, when did you realize, man, this guy is actually like a cool cat? Um, I still don't think that, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I just fair. put up with, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I was aware of, I was aware of Kevin uh, as a musician for years before he ever entered our orbit. Um, and he, it, I mean, his reputation was good. Uh, like nobody ever has a, a truly negative word to say about him. Um, I don't, I don't know, Kevin, we just like jumped into the fire and next thing I know we were, we were blood brothers basically. I mean, he, he came in hot and then, um, he was one of my favorite people in the world within, you know, a couple of months. So just that relentlessly, relentlessly positive energy, I guess, Kevin, I don't know how you do it, but, um, uh, well, you're just not watching me all the time. <laughs> uh, no it's it's mostly a lot of drugs yeah yeah lots lots and lots of drugs i'm constantly uh self-medicating oh man you know um, so, so you know you're you're a jokester but like the fact of the matter is you're a cool cat so maybe part of that is true but but not fully <laughs> uh, our, our band <laughs> mostly gets along due to uh heavy benzos uh, prescriptions that we yeah take on <laughs> um, no it was <laughs> It, it honestly was like when I came in, uh, I, I sort of the same as Jesse. Like I knew, obviously knew of the band, but I knew of most of the guys in the band and, uh, and was friends with some of them. And then when I came in, it was just like instant friends all around. We hit it off and we're making inappropriate jokes within the first five minutes of the first rehearsal, I think. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. And what a weird time. Oh, go ahead, Jesse. Oh no! I was just gonna say. I mean, you you make if if you're going to become friends, you it's sort of like uh, touring like that um, is is gonna like push you together that much more quickly. Just because you're you know you're living together, you're working together, it's sort of like a high pressure environment. Um, I mean, some people would say it's like, oh, it's like going to war together. Like it's not like that. I would never make that <laughs> analogy. You know. Uh, because just because of the nature of warfare versus what we do but um but it is like a very intense and personal space and uh like there's not really any room for poisonous or negative energy so uh yeah. you know if there's going to be chemistry it uh i think it uh becomes pretty apparent and starts cooking pretty quickly you know yeah. when you're just you're just out there and your testing ground is is in front of people too it's not like uh, when Kevin yeah. came on, we didn't, we didn't have a whole lot of practice runs to warm up, you know, oh. it's like, bang, all of a sudden he's playing with us on Kimmel and like in these big theaters on an A market tour all the way across the country, you know. And, so, Euro and Europe, yeah. right? Like, and, like and Europe, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. I, I mean, what a time for you, Kevin. I mean, one day you're giving drum lessons, you know, thinking about your, your next career steps. And then you get that call from Chad Fisher. And all of a sudden, here you are with this guys. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was life changing. To say the least, uh, and um, 
yeah, life definitely has not been the same since. And if I can help it, I don't, I would prefer not to go back to what I was doing before I started playing with these guys. Sure. <laughs> sure. And, and, and Jesse, we, we talked a little bit about this in Atlanta and, uh, and it's going to come out in the, in, in the film that, uh, that we're putting out later, but, but like for the podcast audience, I mean, you grew up in like the Vancouver general area of Canada, uh, not necessarily known, or at least it doesn't have the reputation for, for jazz and soul and all this reading and all this beautiful uh, music that influenced you so much, Jesse. So how did that music really come into your soul? Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, for the record, I did grow up in British Columbia, but quite far from Vancouver. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I mean, it was, uh, I didn't even have that much uh, exposure to sort of culture that you might get in an urban area like that uh, as a kid. Uh, I mean, my parents were into music, you know, um, mostly into, into country music and some classic rock, but I mean, they're very accepting of anything that I listen to. I had some, some great mentors growing up that sort of helped introduce me to some other things I wouldn't have heard otherwise. Um, but I mean, the big thing was, uh, I went to college in New Orleans, you know, I, I yeah. at, at 18, I left my rural little corner of the world and never having been to New Orleans, I just showed up to go to school at, uh, at Tulane initially, and um, the, most of my education did not take place in the classroom. <laughs> I did yeah. manage to gra graduate after five and a half years. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I was just, I just went to shows constantly. And I mean, I, you know, it was like a, after years of not, you know, growing up and not having access to something like that, the fact that I could literally just pick a name off a flyer stuck to a light pole, yeah. and it was probably going to be good. I mean, I saw it everything you sure. know um the first year i was there i mean I, I think in the first couple of weeks i was in new orleans i've seen um, meters who are like uh like an adjacent meter side project it's the george porter jr who's the bass player in the meters and, and uh right. the neville um I think it was charles his keyboard player oh was it art i don't remember um they're both in the funky music. I mean, I saw Herbie Hancock and the original Headhunters. I saw That's amazing. Uh, a bunch of Marsalis brothers. I saw Galactic. Like, I was just constantly going out to these shows and, and seeing New Orleans based musicians and, like, and touring musicians as well. And basically everything I saw blew my mind apart <laughs> a little further. That's and, amazing. Uh, once you, uh, you know, I think once you acquire uh, the, the taste for... Uh, I don't know what you would call it, more rhythm-based or groove-based music. I mean, you never really go back. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. And speak, speaking of groove-based music and, 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 you know, and jazz and, and all this rhythm kind of music, you know, Kevin, when you joined the band, you know, I, I feel like just checking you guys live and checking you guys on video and stuff, am I wrong that there seems to be like, like, sure, everyone has their job in St. Paul and the Broken Bones, but at the same time, it feels like everyone is trusted with their skill level that they can kind of take liberties. Like, I don't think I've seen the same song perform the same twice, if that makes any sense. It, it, would that be accurate, Kevin? Uh, it feels that way, for yeah. sure. And that's, that's like one of the things I brag on when I talk about our band is, that, yeah, there's a certain level of trust there where like everybody's good and competent at what they do but maybe even more importantly, like everybody trusts each other, uh, especially when we're on stage and we're playing. So like 
if somebody goes for something, even if maybe they, they try an idea and it doesn't totally land, there's this sort of feeling like, uh, like they, everybody's got it, everybody else's back. That's not to say that they may not give you a bunch of shit once you, once we get off stage, <laughs> but, but there is like, there is this trust where like you can try something, you can be creative and, uh, it's a, a, I feel like to, to put it succinctly, the energy in the band is it's better to take chances and try to make something beautiful in the moment than just to play it safe for the sake of nailing everything note for note. You know what I mean? Right. And right. That, that definitely feels like a unique thing, especially in today's like the, in the landscape today of bigger bands that tour and, and have a have a fan base uh, that we can yeah, improvise and and stretch like play that. With tracks really cool. and stuff. The fact that we don't play with tracks sometimes like blows people's mind. Like oh, yeah. we're just making all these noises it's amazing. in real time. <laughs> no, you guys are one of the best live bands. And Jesse, how does that work? And I, and you know, I'm not a touring musician, but like Kevin alluded to it. So I'm I'm curiously, I'm genuinely interested in this stuff. Do you guys have like a debrief? like meeting the day after a show or that like like if someone like really screwed up or, or there was some like some comment like you know positive feedback is that given after a show or do you have like a meeting after like how does that work uh well one of, one of the best things about the environment we've created is is i would say the most of the pressure on the players in the band comes from within themselves so if somebody does really like F something up. Uh, I mean, it's almost always them, you know, dogging themselves the hardest immediately. And uh, even if it's not that big a deal to the other guys. So you really have to have this kind of. And even especially when it's a great but uh, I think we have a level too that like when you walk off stage and everybody's uh, just like sweet and full of endorphins and everything there is kind of like let's not speak about what sure. happened immediately after a show so sometimes we'll address something the next day but it, like I said it's almost always yeah, you're breaking down a little, but it seems like you, you, what you're saying is you guys are kind of like family. I have you right, Kevin. Uh oh, do we do we lose Jesse? Not officially, I don't think. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I think he'll come back. I think he'll yeah. come back. We'll, we'll we'll loop him back in. Uh, but, but okay, Kevin, let let me ask you this, man. When you joined the band. Did it freak you out to see like Paul perform? And, and and what I mean by that is, you know, man, like there's videos of him just like getting off like 40 feet, like speaker towers, basically jumping out into the ether of like audiences. Was this something that like people prepared you for, like, or like you knew it was coming? Like, like, because that's like the paycheck. That's the moneymaker. Was part yeah. of you like, what the hell, man? <laughs> uh, uh, well, no, I, I knew what to expect to a certain extent because I'd seen the band before. I knew about them like almost since they became a, a thing. Right. Uh, but that's not to say that there weren't moments where I was 
scared for Paul's life <laughs> when he when he climbs on some crazy tall thing. And I look around and everybody on the bandstand is like, oh, don't look. <laughs> right. um, uh, like, hopefully he makes that out of this in, in one piece. Uh, so it wasn't surprising, but there were definitely moments where I'm like, oh, my God, you idiot. What are you doing? But I mean, he's a, he's one of a kind, man. He's a he's a real showman. I mean, what about you, Jesse? I'll ask you the same question. You dropped out there for a minute. You know, you, you obviously you've seen the the whole rise of the band, obviously, because you are co-founder with Paul. You know, there's video of him doing like Eddie Vedder kind of stuff where he's jumping into like 40 feet tower of speakers and jumping yeah. into like crowds of people. Like, I'm not exaggerating, folks. Like, we'll put a clip when we edit this together because it is insane. Was there ever part of you that just like, are you used to it at this point to see this kind of stuff? Uh, it's harder to surprise me now um, <laughs> than it used to be, I guess. Uh, and I think Paul has had enough brushes with serious injury and or death that like uh, he has sort of learned to suss out what he's going to thinks he might do a little bit beforehand rather than just, I mean, he is, he has really, really had some close calls. Uh, I think it was maybe the Fillmore in San Francisco one time he was on a side fill stack on the side of the stage and misjudged the height. And I mean, like, he was yeah. hurt. He was hurt for days afterwards. It's like when he hit the ground, he just crumpled. He was <laughs> like, uh, but I, I, I mean, I was kind of used to it because I played with Paul before we got this, uh, you know, the band that became St. Paul and the Broken Bones up and running. Like I had played with him in another scenario, the previous band. And I mean, he was even more absolutely batshit off the chain back then. I mean, I, I remember playing a show with him and he used to play guitar, which meant he had another thing with which to hurt himself and or break uh, yeah. strapped to him. But I, I did one show we played at uh, the Bottle Tree Cafe, RIP, uh, in Birmingham. I don't know, he was like playing guitar and he was standing on top of a guitar amp and the guitar amp started rocking and then it shot out from underneath him and he just like, he fell on his leg a real awkward way sure. and like probably like blew out his knee. <laughs> And then, like, smashed the input jack through the side of his hollow body guitar and just ended up in this, like, pile of, like, feedbacky guitar singer mess. Uh, and he, like, he had to get assistance getting his pants off that night. I mean, that's because his, wow. his knee was too effed up. Like, so, yeah, I was, like, aware of what could happen. I think now that he's got a child, maybe he's just a little more cautious although i thought that cautious. before and then, sure. and then he'll still show up and do something that's but i love um, it kevin i don't think you were with us but i i saw something go by on the internet recently or like we played some amphitheater in in portland maybe in AWO. it would have been probably 2017 so pre-kevin but like there's this picture of paul like in a trash can, like his feet just sticking out of a trash can. Like, you know, I was like, I just like had totally forgotten about it. It's just like, and it's an active trash can with trash in it, you know, and just like, I, I guess he just dove into the trash can thinking that was a good idea and it pumped over with him in it. I, I don't really remember exactly. Unbelievable, man. I love it. Guys, you guys have been so generous with your time. Where are you right now, Jesse? Where are you coming to us from? 
Uh, I'm at my home in Missoula, Montana. Oh, uh, beautiful. I'm sitting in my backyard. The, uh, I've been building a studio in my basement for over a year, and the builders are here today, so they're making all kinds of racket in my house. I, I had to um, move my office to the outside by my garage. It's so. all good. It's all good. And then, um, and then Kevin, you are in, in Atlanta, I assume? Yeah, I'm a house in Atlanta. Love it. Love it. Love it, guys. Tell us a little bit about like the, the dates that you have coming up. I know, like, you know, assuming that the Delta thing doesn't get out of control, like you guys have a pretty solidly busy calendar. I think we're going to see you at Wildwood Revival in October next. Oh, awesome. um, but yeah, like tell us a little bit about like, you know, what people can expect from St. Paul. Obviously, you guys are not doing a new album yet, but, you know, but you guys a lot of material, I guess. Yeah, we're Jesse, trying to figure, you take that? We're, we're just um, sorry. Hang on, I just got a call. I had to decline. It showed up on my. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to figure out how next year is going to look. Obviously, everything is in flux. Um, yeah, with the the COVID stuff, and there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I think we feel pretty good about most of the shows we have. For the rest of this year most of them are outdoors um mm -hmm. it's very likely that we will have to start being more cautious about how we do things again at least yeah. for the next little while till we see how this plays out but uh no no real concrete plans yet as of now um you know we plan to put out some music early next year nice um and in the meantime you know the rest of the shows that we have this year it's a good opportunity for us to just kind of like road test some things play some new songs kind of tweak them so that when we do get out there and you know have to pound the pavement on a new release we'll be in uh, we'll be in good shape i love it i love it well listen jesse phillips kevin leon you guys are awesome souls i'm so happy we connected thank you guys for your time really appreciate it thanks for having, thanks us, for having us yep all right guys take see you down the road take care bye You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.